It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Podcast Episode 5. I'm Ron Patton. We start with an audio montage of electronic engineers, quantum computer and AI experts, scientists, and insiders who talk about mind control frequency weapons that are being used on citizens. Thing. Once I have your bio-coded uh, information about your bio-code, I just transmit that off all the towers in the United States and you're harassed no matter where you are. There's a bioresonance to every individual, just like our fingerprint. Every person has an individual DNA, a different bioresonance. And so uh, the Stockland, the original Stockland patent is on my website where Stockland was able to go voice the skull with pulse tra uh, transmissions in 92. And then after the, the rest of the development went black ops. We don't really know what happened after that. We knew we could put voices in uh, to, uh, group people's heads. What they did, and I know from the Russian trans translation, from Cheryl Welsh, from reading all her translated psychotronic stuff from Russia, that they figured out how to biocode these microwaves so that it can attack specific individuals. Once they have your DNA, they take the DNA and they put the, your DNA code in a supercomputer. And in that supercomputer, they run algorithms that biocode electromagnetic transmissions so they bioresonate with your body. Once they've done that, they can transmit that from satellites or cell towers or aircraft or any number of ways, and that signal will only affect you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with all, yeah, like it's with cell phone towers and everything else as well. Well, the towers are the matrix, you know, they know the movie The Matrix. As an example, if I go into a city location and I'm testing an environment, I can see probably anywhere from 30 to 60 Wi-Fi access points. So that means that you're saturated microwave. That's all 2.4 gigahertz, you know, microwave transmissions with 60 trans 
60 transmission access points that are sending and receiving. The Human Genome Project was carried out at the Lawrence Berkeley National Lab where I was a staff scientist for five years. They were tracking people in the lab by the electromagnetic frequency emitted by individual DNA. The DNA in every living thing has a unique frequency and signal. That is what they're using, what they're focusing on, and what they're weaponizing to completely control us. All they need is to, to kind of identify your DNA fingerprint like mm -hmm. uh, uh, with your name, and then they can, they can watch you 24 hours a day. This is one part, the other part So we are, we are running a GPS system? Yes. The way the technology works, the voice of skull, is to tap into the resonant frequency of the DNA of the individual, the targeted individual. And this allows total mind, spirit, and body control over the individual by those who are running this program. Since I saw on a daily basis how intimately involved in this program of voice to skull social engineering and gang stalking my private security company was, I couldn't help but notice that our client, one of the largest corporations in America and indeed the world, just happened to have a massive database of DNA on its property. A DNA database that stores the DNA of millions of Americans. Their emotions, their thoughts, their minds, their heartbeat, their muscle movements, their dreams, their thoughts. Everything they see and everything they hear is all recorded and manipulated by this technology. And all of this is made possible by the people running this program, utilizing the technology to tap into the resonant frequency of the individual's DNA. So they can broadcast this from a, a satellite, uh, a tower, over a, a many, many miles. And yet only that particular person, the targeted individual with that particular physiological signature or DNA signature will actually pick up the sent, the sent message, correct? That is correct. The, the digital receiver is the human brain. Okay, so you could be standing in a room full of 100 people. The stream of energy, the stream of electromagnetic... It's everyone, but you're the only one who gets it. That's what I was saying, yeah. It, okay. would, it would hit, it would pass right through and around everyone, and they would not even sense anything. But the victim would absorb the energy and feel its effects. Because only the victim possesses that specific brainwave signature, sure. which the sure. stream of energy is tuned into. The supercomputer begins to monitor all electromagnetic activity of the victim's brain by way of this bidirectional stream of energy mm -hmm. and it begins to monitor and download all that in that information back into its database the system the, the supercomputers are designed to clone to download one's entire persona and psyche back into its database because of my responsibilities in surveillance as a otherwise normal security specialist uh, i would show this technology at work and it was through the perspective, of course, of the camera and what I was told that it was obvious it was being uh, used through the eyes of the targets. Um, so I have seen it and it is absolutely remarkable. It's just like a first person, you know, video game or something where you, you see right through the eyes of the individual. When we look through our eyes, 
there are photons hitting the outside of our face. They don't actually make it into the part that thinks. The part that thinks is looking at something else. It's looking at some kind of weird compressed signal. Basically, those optical signals are, are interpreted by the brain, and then you, you perceive them as vision. You perceive them as pictures and so forth, but this is all uh, electrical signals within the brain. Uh, and so the exact same thing, the data is taken in through the eyes, and then your brain renders it in a visual form that you, we know as sight. The exact same thing happens with the computer. Uh, the data is sent to the computer, then it is rendered uh, in the form of a picture that people can look at. Images, like natural images, like what I'm looking at, have so much structure that they can be shrunk and compressed into a very tiny, what AI people call, representation. So what our brains seem to do is build a very, very good compressed representation of the world, call it a model. So just like if I have a building and there's like a blueprint or a scale model of the building, imagine I have the whole world and all of its concepts and I shrink it down into this weird compressed representation so that it fits inside my brain. That same thing happens with the computer. Uh, the data is sent to the computer and then it is rendered. And from what I understand, that's where this technology is right now. The cutting edge is trying to marry, you know, the software that's used to render it on the computer and the actual uh, detecting of the signal and the hacking of the signal within the human mind. So the, the, the modern view of intelligence, or, a, or call it cognition more generally, is that it's a very important thing that we create models of the world inside our heads. They're using two interfaces, like we said, the brain-to-computer interface. That's the supercomputer, the sophisticated and advanced exascale system downloads all of your, you know, all electromagnetic activity, all these synaptic responses, the electromagnetic emissions of the victim's brain is downloaded at speed of light. Energy travels at speed of light, so they can download, upload at speed of light. Sure. Back into a database as they build, as the supercomputer is programmed to build, uh, using various software programs, a cognitive model of your brain. And what we are trying to do is to use this precious knowledge to build machines they can actually create, manipulate, and use these parallel realities in the service of this one. We want to grab those parallel realities from this abstract space in which they live and crunch them down into this chip. Uh, to eventually achieve direct behavioral control over you. And then based on you know that cognitive model being complete, to, to be, begin to be able to predict and influence in advance the reference choices of the victim during thought composition. As the victim is formulating his thoughts and preparing to act, the supercomputer already has that persona and psyche, all your emotional state downloaded, every vector of your emotional state downloaded, so I can already predict and influence mm -hmm. those events in sure. your life in advance sure. and achieve direct behavioral control over you. And they had created a digital model of Earth and everybody in it down to a digital GPS coordinates model up to even a vertical dimension of one and a half centimeters, every building, every roadway, everything. And what they want to do is create an Internet of Things where in digital space they know exactly what you're doing in real time. They want to know in real time what shows you're watching, what sandwich you're eating, what part of the house you're walking around. They want to know everything. Where they are literally just seeing what it's like for someone to eat a sandwich, what it's like uh, the emotional response and the, and the brain activity when someone is insulted, when someone uh, gets love, when someone interacts with someone, all of these different aspects of the human experience, so that my original thought was that they are using it to be able to 
program the technology itself. Robots, the smartest people. Artificial intelligence, AI. The idea is to port the software from the human brain. So what you've heard about AI is not what we mean by AI. What we mean by AI is a software system that can do literally anything that a human can do. Literally anything. In fact, the very nature of the research and development program that is going on in Seattle, Washington, and I think uh, by extension what's being done to TIs around the country, is very, um, is very largely geared towards the monitoring of human beings for the specific purpose of recording every aspect of human existence to monitor our thoughts, to monitor our emotions and our feelings, to inform computer software that is used on robots, that is used on computers themselves, to make them as, as human-like as possible. And obviously computers are better at things than people in lots of different ways. So now imagine not only can they do everything that a human can do, but they can do everything that the best human at any task could do better than them. In 2003 they launched what's called the AI system which is a uh, intelligent supercomputer with the intelligence of a human being, in other words, a smart human being, but able to think 10 trillion times faster with the access to all known knowledge and history and a complete access to the, to the internet and all of the communication pathways. If in fact the uh, algorithms that are now believed to underpin certain aspects of cognition uh, can be run on a quantum computer, the kinds of life or kinds of species that you'll get from that will be qualitatively better. What you might get is a sentience which is fundamentally different and better. In the sense that they'll learn things faster, they'll have deeper insights, they'll be able to predict future into the future uh, farther, they'll be able to take actions that have um, uh, access to understanding that we don't. That's in a sense what I'm talking about, is that if you could build an intelligence that had a deeper ability to uh, speculate about the outcome of its actions, you might be able to get something that was qualitatively smarter. You might say if you wanted to, it's hard to define intelligence, but qualitatively better to predict the future uh, more more effectively than, a, than any human biological brain could do. So you're dealing with a system of remote neural networks. That's what's targeting you, okay? Remote neural networks, okay, with a will, intellect, and emotion of their own. The, the system, the RM supercomputer that's targeting you, okay, that uses one of these three relay stations, the mm -hmm. tower, satellite, or mobile platform, it mm -hmm. actually locks on your emotional state. Mm -hmm. Once the cognitive model, this generic model is, is built, it begins to lock on to your emotional state, okay? And then it begins to, um, it begins to, not just to monitor, but to manipulate that emotional state. They need to map out all seven vectors of the emotional state of the victim in order to create this cognitive model, this this reverse engineered will, intellect, and emotion. That's your human soul, by the way, okay? The human soul is the will, intellect, and emotion of the victim. They figured out what to do with the human body. The five senses, they can pretty much achieve whatever they want mm -hmm. by manipulation of the human anatomy with these with, with mind control technology. Now they're going after the soul, the will, intellect, and emotion. I could build, I think, a soul. Here's how I would do it. I copy you exactly into a digital environment. Everything about you. Imagine that was possible. It probably is. So if I copy you into a machine, that copy process has all of the properties we were talking about as, as being a soul. First of all, it's immaterial because copying, that's not a thing. It's a process.
It's immortal. It's just like you. You can put it in any environment you want, heaven, hell, make a simulation. So uh, all these things that reside in our heads, these abstract concepts, I think that eventually we can build them and we have to decide what we want to build. They are building false realities into which they want to induct you so they can play God. You have just listened to an alarming documentary with leading experts about the use of microwave frequency weapons that are being used illegally on U.S. citizens. Coming up next is a brief description of electronic harassment and organized stalking. We then conclude with a 2006 interview by former U.S. Army electronics specialist, whistleblower, and targeted individual, Julianne McKinney. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who talks about these so-called non-lethal, non-ionizing weapons being used around the world by the military, the government, and private individuals? Organized stalking and electromagnetic harassment are believed to be continuations in some form of the secret government MKUltra and COINTELPRO programs of the 50s and 60s, which has resulted in the sometimes brutal invasion of the privacy rights of American citizens. Organized stalking is done by a group of people that harass threaten and intimidate a selected individual known as a target. The target is constantly monitored and or followed, whether on foot, by car, or other means, whether at home, work, shopping, or at public events or activities. He or she will often encounter rude, obnoxious, or smirking people throughout the day find many instances where situations appear to have been contrived against him or her. These incidents mostly involve strangers, but often friends, neighbors, co-workers, and even family members may be recruited to create the illusion that the target is sexually immoral or perverse, mentally unstable, unintelligent, or generally a danger to society therefore extendable. Electromagnetic harassment refers to various types of directed energy aimed at certain individuals to remotely cause intense pain or injury to the skin or other organs. The severity and frequency of these attacks vary widely from person to person and the sources of harassment may range from government agencies to large corporations or sometimes private citizens.
guest who's never uh, given a radio interview before. Her name is Julian McKinney. Uh, for those of you who don't know who she is, she's an expert in electronic uh, harassment and surveillance, uh, former military background. And those of you who uh, follow this story on my show, will uh, many may know who she is and the importance she has uh, in this field, which is going to lay some very solid credibility to what we've been talking about. So this interview is quite important, and I want you to remember that as we go along. She's a very, very uh, well-read person. We're going to get to that in a minute. The problem of the, the use of electronic weaponry on uh, a person uh, was when I was working in a law office, and the law office I worked for, this was several, oh, a number of years ago, law office I worked for prided in taking cases that were difficult, and uh, I listened to a person tell me about the facts uh, regarding the use of weapon, electronic weaponry, and uh, had a discussion with somebody else in the law firm, and we came to this conclusion that causation, 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 Greg, remember that element. It's going to be awfully difficult to uh, link what's happening to the person, the injuries they were alleging, to actually uh, the person or the uh, defendants that were doing it. So it was a case, uh, I, I, I'll be very honest with you, I uh, was very skeptical over. But as a journalist, I started to interview uh, a number of people, and I would like to say that this issue, after a number of years, has come up to one at the top of my list as a problem in our country. I've talked to hundreds of people all around the country who are uh, experiencing things that are just unbelievable. Uh, and from a standpoint of uh, the law, you want to get justice for these people. You hate to see their lives destroyed. You hate to see what happens to a person that's been uh, harassed. But the biggest problem is it's very difficult to pinpoint what's going on. Uh, I have a guest today who's an expert in this field. You, uh, the public, may not know who she is, but those of you who have been targeted and listened to my show know very well. Uh, she's never... Uh, interviewed before, uh, and I feel honored that she's here. Her name is Julian McKinney. She is, uh, uh, had an extensive career in the U.S. Army as an Area Intelligence Case Officer until 1990. Upon her return to civilian life, Julian became a member of the Association of the Nas National Security Alumni. That is an organization of former intelligence officers dedicated to exposing excesses by the U.S. Intelligence Services. Julian became the director of the Electronics Surveillance Project under their auspices, and such, she authored the publication microwave harassment and mind control experimentation in 1991. She kept that electronic surveillance project going for four years by funding it with her own personal funds obtained through her military benefits uh, pay. Julian did not copyright her work and it is out in the public domain for the public uh, good. Microwave harassment and mind control experimentation. The public has taken her hard copy publication and uploaded it to several thousand domain sites over the past 15 years. It is still respected as one of the most important publications on this subject. And with that, I'd like to say hello, uh, Ms. McKinney. How are you today? Please don't call me Ms. McKinney. <laughs> okay, can I say Julian? Yes, Julian. Now, you're an expert in surveillance and electronic harassment. And the first question I have, is it your observation that there is a wider scale of surveillance of average people? Uh, people with no threat to the national security, in your estimation? I would say that uh, most of those targeted are not and never have been a threat. I think that uh, what happened initially when these operations began probably 30 years ago, <clears throat> people were singled out perhaps because of some affiliation, either direct or indirect, with uh, the United States government. Uh, and invited in attention, but they were not singled out as being threats. They were singled out as being 
lucrative targets of experimentation. Um, in the past 15 years since shutting down the electronic surveillance project, primarily to seek employment, which I did seek and did obtain, uh, I had occasion to observe many, many, many instances of individuals in the corporate environment being singled out uh, and targeted simply because they were convenient uh, targets of opportunity. And uh, I have to comment on something I heard you say okay. um, early on. Uh, you re referred to the difficulty of uh, establishing causation in order to pursue these claims. And, that, and I might add, that was made in a legal sense uh, based on the fact that uh, we were naive people, not really understand. I'd be honest with you, I had not understood the problem back then and felt it would be a difficult problem just based on the fact of knowing how the crime is committed, mm -hmm. how to pin that crime on someone. Go ahead. Uh, I understand the legal implications, certainly. <clears throat> there is enough literature uh, on the Internet and elsewhere that establishes the existence of these, uh, these weapon systems. Uh, to pinpoint, for purposes of prosecution, to pinpoint their their existence would be difficult. Um, and the position I take is that rather than pinpoint them for prosecution purposes, easy enough to uh, single them out by electronic means and to uh, destroy them. Um, but I guess that's that's taking the the matter a little far afield. Um, I think, frankly, we still face until Congress establishes laws that forbid the use of these technologies for involuntary experimental purposes um, that we're going to get absolutely nowhere uh, in attempting to prosecute. Okay, listen, I need to take a break, uh, Julian, and we'll be back in three minutes on the Investigative Journal. Okay. Okay, back for the second half hour. My, my guest is uh, Julian McKinney. She's an expert uh, on surveillance and electronic harassment. And Julian, I gave you an introduction at the uh, beginning of the show, yeah. brief introduction, but I think our listeners would like to know your background and why you're qualified uh, to make these statements. Uh, I think it's important. Okay. If you could do that, uh, Well, I would take exception to the term uh, expert in these weapon systems. Okay. Uh, I certainly have had experience with them. Uh, having for approximately the past 40 years been on the receiving end of this type of harassment. Okay. Um, expertise in surveillance comes with my uh, employment in the intelligence field. I understand what, uh, what constitutes surveillance. I'm capable of immediately spotting a surveillance, and I can see, as in the case of gang stalking, as a subject which you have addressed on prior occasions, uh, I can see those who... Uh, uh, I label as uh, covert wannabes, uh, bumbling and stumbling through what they think are covert uh, activities and find it really rather amusing if it weren't so uh, perverted in, in uh, uh, the ultimate objective. Um, I'm not certain what more I can add. Uh, I do have experience with these weapon systems. I've had sufficient opportunity, opportunity over these past many years to observe the uh, progressive spread uh, of uh, these uh, harassment operations, and I'm, I'm talking specifically about uh, electronic weapon systems. Well, you've been a, a voice, I mean, a strong voice for warning people of these systems for at least the past 10 years uh, regarding the installation of specialized 
electronic equipment and utilities. What are these electronics and what are their capabilities? Their capabilities generally um, are to inflict pain in highly focused fashion um, and to uh, alter mental states. Certainly when you have a frequency aimed at your brain, um, uh, your, your mental functions tend to alter. Um, in amplified form, they're sufficient. Uh, the the, the uh, frequencies are have the capacity to uh, kill. So that's why one reason why the Department of Defense refers to them as less than lethal rather than non-lethal weapons. As a matter of fact, the Department of Defense has gone so far as to eliminate them, uh, to remove them from the category of even less than lethal weapons, and to bury them under the uh, category of uh, electronic weapons, trying to make them a little bit uh, blacker. Now, is this protocol of surveillance and harassment seemingly patterned uh, after a government protocol now applied to the general civilian population? It's difficult to pinpoint everything at this stage on the U.S. government exclusively because these are global operations. Okay. The pattern, the protocols uh, are virtually identical on a global scale. So someone is overseeing the entire activity. Uh, the government obviously is complicit, because otherwise these, these operations would not be allowed to exist. Why is it? It's hard to say. Whether it's uh, uh, for testing uh, uh, electronic weapon systems for future use under uh, combat conditions, or whether ultimately there's a holocaust in the offing, it's hard to say. Well, you know what I find interesting? Uh, uh, how people who aren't aware of this problem uh, can't believe it's happened to begin with. And I, I try to mention, I, I, I have run stories about uh, stories about the Duplessis orphans. Uh, it's a program that's ju that's been verified that the government uh, actually used money in Canada and the United States to use to do medical testing on children, mm -hmm. uh, on adults. Uh, I've talked to people in the POW issue. One, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, excuse me, Dr. Joe Douglas, who has documented how the, our government has done allowed foreign governments to do illegal experimentation on POWs. So why would people think they wouldn't allow it on just average citizens? Just in your mind, what do you have an answer for people? Uh, and what do you why think about that? Why wouldn't they allow it? Yeah, I mean, my thing is they do it. They're doing it, but some people that deny it can't believe that our government would do something like this. You'll find uh, even among the community of, uh, I, I hate using slang terms, but the term "ti" is common, referring to targeted individuals. Okay. Uh, those. Those are people who fully realize that they are on the they are on the receiving end of uh, uh, electronic uh, weapons systems. But even amongst TIs, there is the perception in certain areas that our government would not do this. Uh, a case of not recognizing reality. First of all, if this were not being done by, by our government, Congress would step in because of the hundreds of complaints they have received, thousands of complaints, no doubt, over the past 10, 15 years from citizens who recognize what's going on. Congress, back in the early 90s, late 80s, took the position that anyone complaining about these systems uh, were, imag were imagining things because we didn't, they simply didn't exist within Two years, by 1992, they were off the drawing boards and, in fact, uh, being fielded and, and uh, uh, conveyed to law enforcement agencies. 
Congress recognizes that these weapons systems exist and funds them and knows as a result of appropriate briefings what the effects, bioeffects can be, yet they have passed no legislation prohibiting their use under unconstrained experimental uh, circumstances. That's number one. Number two, given the nature, given that these systems draw on existing power grids, it would be necessary for the, uh, the FCC as a minimum and uh, the Department of Energy as a minimum to have some oversight and control uh, over what is going on. So obviously, uh, those uh, with Congress, the FDA, and the uh, 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 Department of Energy, the FCC and the, the uh, Department of Energy are knowledgeable and yet unwilling to do anything about it. So there is complicity. But the question is, uh, who's bidding? At whose bidding is the U.S. government uh, allowing this, these operations to uh, take place? Now, from your experience, how intense is this surveillance of targeted individuals? And tell us about the ways that the targeted uh, this is accomplished. From what I have observed, first of all, I should explain that the standard, as I, as I addressed this in uh, uh, microwave harassment, mind control experimentation, there was a pattern that was unfolding when I was dealing with uh, uh, other targeted individuals who uh, had contacted me. There was a pattern of harassment which indicated that there had been some surveillance going on, some monitoring of their private lives. There had been entry into their houses. There was systematic harassment and then ultimately, as part of a softening up process, and then ultimately electronic harassment would follow, which would include uh, uh, the inducement of auditory input, which, which is now being referred to as V2K. Um, in answer to your question, uh, <laughs> I'm not certain if I, uh, I think I'm probably missing the point there, but uh, um, in order to target someone, it requires that that person be put under surveillance under, so that their personality traits their, their capacity to interrelate with people, their capacity for corruption or non-corruption, that seems to be a, a critical point, uh, and even their religion factors into it. Uh, following a period of harassment, they are singled out for preliminary stages of harassment, which would include gang stalking, entry of their, their private homes and apartments, um, followed by gradually intensified and ultimately extremely intensified electronic harassment. This, this is a pattern that has unfolded over and over and over. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've been following this for years and years and years. Is there any way that you can give our listeners a kind of an idea of how per, how widespread this problem is in terms of uh, numbers in our country and, and compared to maybe overseas? Well, I would say that the persons who have realized what's going on are just a drop in the bucket. The persons whom I have seen being targeted are completely unaware of what's happening. So uh, those who are complaining of this are, are, are as I said, a tip of, of the iceberg. I would say this is probably very, very widespread. Uh, but I can't, under, those, uh, under the circumstances, uh, come up with any figures. Uh, many, many, many thousands, no doubt, are involved. But I would say that the bulk of those are running to their doctors and taking totally unnecessary prescription drugs to cure ailments that, in fact, uh, don't exist. I guess that you have to ask this question, even though it's very difficult to answer. And you mentioned you, you said it earlier, but I, I really have to ask it because it's on my mind, and I know it's always in the back of everyone's mind when they try. think of this problem. Why? Uh, what is the major re? I mean, outside of just the pure experimentation, I, I'm interested. For example, let's say they have targeted 100 people in uh, Oklahoma. What are they? First of all, why are they doing it? Is it for some? Uh, is it for basically uh, a blanket statement controlling the population, or uh, and what do they do with this information once they get it? I don't think they do anything with the information once they get it, other than to establish a, a harassment protocol, with, uh, uh, which will follow that targeted individual for the rest of his or her life. Uh, why are they doing it? I see a number of reasons. First, um, I don't know if you've done any research on the phenomenon of uh, capturing a percentage of the population in order to install a dictatorship. There, always, there is always a percentage of the population, roughly 20% or so, who will buckle and uh, throw whatever constitutions might exist into the toilet and eagerly uh, join the, the effort at destroying the remainder of the uh, population. Part of the problem or part of the objectives that they are seeking, obviously, is testing the, the latest and greatest in electronic weaponry uh, and uh, other forms of technologies. Um, a part of it is to control and choreograph those who are involved in these harassment operations on the dispensing end. And it would appear that those being targeted are, are simply objects. Uh, who I see as ultimately being disposable. In other words, I think that once full control is established over a major percentage of the population uh, and enough of the population is silenced and unwilling to stick their necks out, that we inevitably would be heading toward a holocaust. Uh, the question, I, if I was, for example, let's say we have uh, a person who suspects, and let's just for, for hypothetical purposes say this person is being targeted, okay? Now, tell our listeners, because I've always wondered this myself, okay, I'm sitting in my house, 
and I see around me there's telephone poles, there may be a tower in the in the distance that I don't see that handles uh, the cell phones. Uh, there's of course a grid of electric uh, going on around me. Uh, I've talked to people and I try to say how does this get into your house and I wanted to get your opinion on if a person is targeted how basically are they uh, beginning to intrude their premises and uh, violate their constitutional rights, not only their uh, rights of, uh, um, you know, not only trespassing uh, on their property? Go ahead. How would that happen? Now, are you talking about how would the frequencies impact upon them and how would they first become aware of it or how would they first become aware of the fact that their privacy has been violated? Well, no, I guess I didn't explain the question right. I guess I wanted to know how they physically are doing it. I mean, are they using the? Uh, are they using a cell tower? Are they using a truck that's in the distance? How is this being transmitted into the home to target the person and to use this weaponry on them from your experience? Well, first of all, in order to target a person, you have to be able to see that person. And while they may not be able to, um, they may, on entering the house, have implanted miniature cameras, miniature microphones as a means of uh, further monitoring the person. But that not, is not necessarily the means by which they home in on a person. There are plenty of technologies that allow for the imaging of a person who might be sitting in a chair, as you mentioned, you might be. be. Um, using infrared um, uh, imagery techniques, for example, uh, they can capture your image uh, by monitoring the the concentration of heat emanating from your body using certain acoustical frequencies. They can detect mass um, and using sophisticated uh, uh, computer software, they can convert those images to. Um, likenesses on computers uh, which conceivably could be used in a software program that would uh, be connected to a, um, a um, an electronic weapon system. And in that context I should point out that devices, while devices draw on the existing power grid, and while they, yes indeed they do involve um, uh, microwave towers. Sounds like you've got a commercial coming on. Yeah, we do. And thank you for making my job easier. We'll be back in three minutes on the investigative journal. Uh, I've put this in the top uh, three of my stories that I believe are important uh, that the American people need to deal with. Because as Miss McKinney, who is, uh, I consider her an expert, she would only say she's an authority, but let me tell you, Julian, you are an expert in this. Uh, the reasons could be, uh, like she said at the, uh, before we went into the break, and uh, total uh, uh, testing of our population to see, basically, uh, perhaps maybe there is a Holocaust in the future or a dictatorship in the future, and they want to see how people react to it. That may be a simplistic way to look at it, but it, uh, not the simplistic way that Julian looked at it, but my way of explaining it. But let's get back to some of the, uh, the things here in the last few minutes that are important. Uh, what can you tell us, Julian, about the use of microwave energy on citizens in terms of the existence of such a program and the nuts and bolts of what they do? Um, microwave energy is only one aspect of the entire electromagnetic uh, frequency spectrum. Um, microwaves can be lethal depending upon uh, how they're used. Obviously, 
obviously in order to achieve appropriate effects on people they have to be pulsed because otherwise the individual would be cooked from the inside out the objective of using microwaves as opposed to other electromagnetic frequencies would be to inflict extremes of pain to cause thermal heating that's a common complaint which leaves a hot spot on the skull and again primarily just to inflict extremes of pain I was just wondering we kind of skipped over or didn't quite complete a preceding topic oh go ahead go ahead and that was you were talking about use of the the electrical grid throughout the country the use of microwave towers the use of devices affixed to poles that are connected to power lines but what wasn't addressed to what you haven't mentioned is also that these these weapon systems are used by neighbors surrounding persons who've been singled out as targets of opportunity and are they solicited for to do this or what that's that's something that I've been pondering for quite some time again what I've noticed is there seems to be a predominance of particular religions that makes it particularly easy for them to cooperate well listen let's let's talk about that after the break I get a short break and then I've got something to some business I have to take care of for three or four minutes and then we'll get back for our second hour with Julian McKinney we'll take some calls back in two minutes on the investigative journal by some of the TIs and that's targeted individuals and that song rose to number one without any publicity on the internet and that song called TI we'll play that again dr. McKinney I think it's hits the nail on the head I mean there's a lot of people out there suffering and I know you're one person an authority in this field and for my guests who just picking us up this hour dr. or excuse me Julianne McKinney is a very highly regarded person in the field of electronic weaponry and surveillance in studying this issue she's a former area intelligence case officer until 1990 in the army and her credentials can be found will be found you can go to rbnlive.com and go to my archives on the investigative journal and read about that but she's well qualified she's still with us this hour and dr. or excuse me I keep calling you doctor and you should be I'm not a doctor thank you that's okay emeritus dr. emeritus you know that's funny I have a doctorate in law nobody ever calls me that I hate being called that a doctor but I'm interviewed on a Tehran radio state or TV station once every blue moon a couple months and they refer to me as dr. Samansky and it's nice to hear once in a while I'll be honest with you what every once every two months is good enough otherwise they just call me the jerk on the radio which is better but let's go from here you're you know you're adding such credibility to this story adding credibility in my mind as I speak because I've talked to hundreds of these people was a doubting Thomas in the beginning I must mention that I did not think it existed I and that was years ago I thought people were either insane or crazy or trying to get attention but you know something I will admit I was totally wrong with that initial with that initial 
I guess, the look at the situation and have come around to fully believe in most of the people I talk to and really sympathize with their suffering uh, as I see their lives being ripped apart. Uh, are there any things you can do? We're going to get into a few more things here as far as uh, the technical aspects of this. But uh, what can targeted individuals do to get some peace in their life? I mean, that's one thing they're looking for. Is there anything they can do? Um, the difficult question. <laughs> long, prolonged silence. It's time for another commercial. Uh, it's very difficult to um, uh, advise targeted individuals on how to uh, acquire peace. Uh, these frequencies can be blocked uh, or deflected. All of these frequencies I have found, some may contest this, but I have found can be, are, are vulnerable and are subject to deflection and uh, the pain can be ameliorated if not uh, halted altogether. Um, finding peace by writing to uh, members of Congress or to uh, state legislators uh, might not be the better alternative because uh, you will be treated as um, something worthy of the circular basket. Mm -hmm. um, they just won't intervene. Writing to the various agencies and calling and meeting with them uh, serves no useful purpose either. Uh, because they will say there are no laws prohibiting uh, uh, these types of uh, activities. They can't uh, say, for example, the FBI, and I, I was given this statement on a number of occasions, there are no laws prohibiting experimentation with these weapon systems. Uh, you're talking to the wrong people. Um, so it, my advice would be to do what you can to secure your premises, because so long as your house is, uh, or apartment is being entered, uh, you are susceptible to, in addition to uh, being targeted by electronic weapons, there is the potential for having drugs uh, surreptitiously put in your food. And I'm not exaggerating there. I had a few targeted individuals that I talked to uh, send me some questions they would like to ask you. Uh, and the one was, are targeted individuals also broadcast around the country via closed-circuit TV? And what purposes does this serve? I'm fully in the dark on this question, but go ahead. Okay. Um, I have seen evidence of a closed-circuit TV, and it seems to be some form of major source of entertainment and perhaps instruction uh, for uh, the uh, individuals participating in this harassment. Uh, I don't know who runs it. I have seen aspects of it on a large screen TV across the street. Um, on which I saw surveillance films of uh, a TI being harassed, obviously in a um, in a uh, an office environment, gang stalked. Uh, shows brain scans and is otherwise a uh, um, a very sophisticated and sleek uh, uh, communications operation. Uh, why would it be used, as I said, uh, either for entertainment, uh, for um, uh, creating a sense of unity uh, for identifying persons, TIs, who are to be harassed on the street. I mean, obviously you can't harass someone if, uh, if you don't know what that person looks like. So it's a means of communicating to the, uh, the perpetrators, the perps, uh, what a TI looks like. 
Okay. Now, before I get to some more, when I put out that call for people to call, I got a couple of emails. People now, a lot of times TIs do not want to go public. Uh, and they've sent me some emails. I want to get to one in a minute. Uh, but one question I have for you is uh, how can people uh, gather evidence to support their beliefs that this is happening to them? Uh, many people. Uh, will say, well, it's only a lack of sleep. I mean, you have a sleep disorder. Uh, perhaps there's a problem with your joints. I don't know. It could be <laughs> anything that the answers are when you're, uh, when you're suspected being targeted. But what kind of evidence do you tell people to gather to support their beliefs that this is actually happening to them? Uh, well, when you're gathering evidence, obviously you have an objective in mind, and that uh, generally is legal. And... Uh, uh, what do you want to do with that evidence? There, there's, uh, there's really nothing you can do with it. But so, in the absence of that, the main thing is to is to try to protect yourself and to alleviate uh, the uh, the pain that you're experiencing. Um, collecting the evidence, if you were to go to, uh, frankly, I strongly recommend uh, that you keep your your faculties together uh, and avoid uh, going to see psychiatrists and psychologists because the pattern that is evolving is that they are highly complicit in these operations. And uh, if you go to a medical doctor, you do not talk about under, because medical doctors, are, um, many are also involved. So basically... What, what you do when you see a doctor is that you... Uh, uh, define your symptoms and get a very clear statement, well, we can't figure this out. Well, that's a clear indication that um, it, it is not uh, um, endogenous, it's not part of your system, it's not coming from within you, then obviously something is happening from outside. If they prescribe drugs and yet can't find the, the uh, etiology, the basis for your disease, um, don't take those drugs. Now, earlier we were talking about the fact that they may, uh, who's ever doing this, and we've, you've delineated, a, uh, you've led a good uh, course into what, uh, you know, you're, you're tracking these people. Uh, but what I was getting at, we never got to the point where if, you, you mentioned something about a religious group that may be targeted. Well. And what did you mean by that? The way, uh, I don't, uh, let me put it this way, I'm not anxious to start a religious war. I have found over the years that the persons involved, both in gang stalking, uh, from, uh, I've, I've made it a point to get to know these people. I've had to, necessarily. I'm, I'm not the type to... Uh, Are you talking about the perpetrators or the targets? Perpetrators. Okay. Uh, as well as the, uh, I've been drawing distinctions. And what I have found is that the perpetrators uh, appear to belong predominantly to one particular religion, whereas uh, the targeted individuals do not belong predominantly to that particular religion. And what is and the particular stage, religion of the perpetrators? Right. So at this stage, uh, again, I'm not particularly enthused about the idea of starting a religious war, uh, and I have challenged other PIs to get out there and get to become acquainted with, get to know the people who are harassing them, to make to draw those distinctions themselves, because I'm, I'm not going to be making uh, brash claims. This okay. is something I've observed over the past 10 years. That's fair and enough. 
and we maybe perhaps uh, uh, I could talk to you about it just from my own knowledge off the air, and maybe that would be fine. Uh, I'll keep your name out of it at that point and let people know what what uh, the targeted group uh, may be and what the other group may be. There is a religious influence, but that's not to say that these people aren't just being used as puppets by some uh, some broader interest. Very good point. Can you stick with us one more segment of five minutes? Okay. Okay. Welcome to Julian McKinney, our last segment. And uh, uh, Julian's a, an authority in the use of uh, sur surveillance and electronic weaponry. And this is a, uh, an email question, a kind of a technical one, uh, from a TI. And uh, let me read this to you, and perhaps you could answer it. Are the protocols for each individual modified? Uh, based to uh, custom tailor it for the specific targeted individual, and if so, how does this process work? Uh, yes, indeed, they are modified. Uh, there is a basic technology, a basic uh, protocol that uh, uh, the uh, perpetrators begin with, but the PI contributes to the modification. A good example of that would be if someone. Uh, um, okay. I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, if the if the TI feels a need to cooperate, even in the most subtle fashion, with persons who are um, uh, harassing him or her, uh, he or she will modify uh, his behavior uh, in Pavlovian condition. Condition. Uh, which alters the protocol. They're constantly, tar targets are constantly monitored, and if they respond emotionally to a particular trigger, uh, that will be built into uh, the protocol. If the, if the target displays a certain sense of guilt or embarrassment about a, a subject, that will be built into the protocol. It's an ongoing process. And one thing I want to emphasize is no TI should look for a reason as to why this is going on. It's a serious, serious mistake. I know that it's a natural tendency. I did that myself when they started on me, and over the years, I uh, I came up with probably six different excuses. Is uh, it still going on with you? Oh, yes. Um, not to the degree that it, uh, it was before, but uh, uh, certainly in very lethal form. Um, and how has it hampered your life? It's it's come close to being lethal on a number of occasions. Um, I deal with uh, I've dealt with gang stalking head on, and uh, essentially put that to uh, to rest. Uh, I, I deal with uh, I, I've developed a means for communicating with uh, perps directly, <clears throat> and for making them feel like the trailer trash that they are. So uh, gang stalking is not one of their favorite activities in my case. Um, the, the primary activity uh, uh, now is to see what I can survive in the way of a, an induced brain aneurysm or stroke or, uh, or a heart attack. And I just had a caller uh, call me who doesn't want to get on the air, wants to know, does moving help, moving your location? Uh, running, if you're talking about moving to a complete new, uh, completely new location, no. This country is wired uh, to the hilt for immediate transfer. Uh, your protocol follows you wherever you go, so it's a waste of time. <clears throat> Moving about physically in place will not change anything, uh, other than if you make a 180-degree turn, you will notice that uh, the targeting will suddenly stop and, and uh, uh, 
because it's uh, uh, the uh, weapon systems are programmed to focus on a particular area of your anatomy, and if you turn, uh, the targeting will suddenly end. Interesting. If you turn back, it will hit you again. Now, going full circle in the last two minutes here, in 1991 you published Microwave Harassment and Mind Control Experimentation. This has been passed around the Internet and over thousands of domain sites over the past 15 years. Can you tell us how someone can get a hold of this uh, publication? To be well, that's not copyrighted. Any, uh, all they need to do is plug in um, uh, my last name, McKinney, and uh, uh, type in the title uh, Microwave Harassment and Mind Control Experimentation, and, and innumerable sites will uh, appear. Uh, and uh, just read it uh, from there. Gives you a good insight as to uh, what the pattern is um, when the harassment begins. Now, uh, let me just spell your name so people are going to do that. It's M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y, uh, uh, McKinney. Right. And then it's McKinney. Microwave has Harassment and Mind Control Experimentation from right. an authority in the field. Uh, I guess since 1981, have you seen, I guess, the, the, an ant, a question I wanted to ask. From 2001, have you seen any, uh, from the time of 9-11, has there been an increase in the last four or five years with this type of, uh, that you've seen, with the number of people contacting you, the uh, uh, widespread, has it been more widespread during this time since 9-11? Not since 9-11. Not since uh, it, when, when uh, I would say back in the early 90s, I've seen a tremendous expansion of these activities since the early 1990s, and it has uh, moved forward in consistent fashion become ever more sophisticated and ever more widespread. There was no sudden burst or flurry of activity uh, since 9-11. And you have no help whatsoever with the political arena in this, correct? The politicians will not touch us with the 10-foot pole? That's right. And even those who uh, purport to be liberally inclined, and I'm speaking about members of the Democratic Party, uh, will not touch it because, quote-unquote, and they know, they know what's going on. Uh, they don't. They simply don't have the funds to be able to pursue it. All sorts of humma humma excuses will be furnished for not pursuing something like this. And it, it, before you close, and I hear the music in the Go background. Well, you can stay another minute if you want. Okay. It's up to you. Well, why don't you come back for two minutes on the other side of the break, and then we'll finish up, okay? Okay. Okay, uh, back with Julian McKinney in uh, three minutes on the Investigative Journal. Say something at the break. Oh, I did. I want to thank you very, very much for taking on this uh, this subject. There are so few people in the media, there, as a matter of fact, you're the only one I know of who has the guts to address it. Thank you for listening to the MKZ Podcast. We hope you found it to be informative and educational. You can check out our website at mkz.blogspot.com. We're also on Facebook. If you'd like to correspond with us, our email is mkzine at gmail.com. Once again, I'm Jason Stone from Ron Patton. Take good care and keep the faith. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do.